Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. We are a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Each week we get into what God is doing among us, what he is saying through his word, and why we should be excited about where he's leading us. For more information about Catch the Fire and giving to support this ministry, check out our website and our Church Suite app. Hello, welcome. Uh, Alistair and Tom and Kate here. Why don't you say hello, Tom? Hello, Tom. Why don't you say hello, Tom, Kate? Hello, Tom. <laughs> um, we wanted to do a little, um, maybe a more light-hearted one. Uh, the last, if you've listened to some of the last couple of podcasts we've done, uh, talking about prophetic with Rob um, and worship with Steve, and then we had Duncan and Kate on, which was amazing. Uh, leaders of Catch Fire World now, newly anointed leaders. If you watch the surge, um, and so oh, having no. Tom and Carol pour oil and talk about me, is it going to appear on me? That's what I want to know. Is that, I didn't know that was a thing you could do, but the, the, the implications of that are massive. Do you want, for, the, for anyone who doesn't know what you're talking about, Tom, would you like to just give some context there? In our, in our COVID-restricted world of not being able to travel, uh, John and Carol uh, anointed Duncan and Kate with oil. And it was actually, I, I jest, but it was actually really beautiful and moving. I, I actually found it very moving. Um, but in, in this shot, John and Carol poured oil and you saw the oil coming out. And then mm. Duncan and Kate were in their home in an entirely different country. I mean, it's not even like they were down the street. They're in an entirely different country. So the oil gets poured in Toronto, Ontario. And then out of the shot comes the oil in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was just like, uh, my guess is it was probably someone off screen, but who knows? We can't be sure. I think John and Carol's anointing is that powerful that they can pretty much do anything they like. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I made a joke that I thought that was going to happen, that depending on how the screens were, that they would pour it. And then if they'd lined up the, the, the face underneath, but then <laughs> I was thinking, what if they pour it and it hits somebody in the top right? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's been the greatest prophetic insight I've had during this time of lockdown that I, I called that that was going to happen. And yeah. you're welcome, church, for my prophetic yeah. leadership in that area. You know, you know you've leveled up when you've got to the level where you can pour oil in one country and it's going to hit someone in another. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, um, what we just wanted to do um, was just ask a couple of questions, hopefully lighthearted ones, uh, that anyone listening may associate with um, as we navigate what is going to be a little bit longer of lockdown in its current form. Um, and so, uh, visual treat there that the listeners aren't going to enjoy, Kate sticking her tongue out, I assume it's coronavirus, Auntie, Auntie Rona, uh, rather than at me. Um, what are you guys, what do you miss the most? right now about being on lockdown and feel free to answer in high spiritual forms or be feel free to do what I did on the call I was doing earlier, which was to talk about how I missed having a cheeky Nando's and going to the cinema. That's one of uh, pubs. <laughs> Evangelizing in pubs, you say, Kate? Uh, no, no pubs. <laughs> I honestly, Matt and I, Oh, there's a bit of spiritual to this. So Matt and I started doing the whole Sabbath thing 
<laughs> well, I was saying about pubs because it's just on, such sorry. a social English thing. And like, I don't know. I miss being around people, obviously. Mm. Um, barbecues, being in each other's gardens, that kind of stuff, especially now that the weather is amazing. This is hard. Um, but so Matt and I had started to kind of um, to have a Sabbath every week. Excuse me. <laughs> which which we, <laughs> we usually had every Saturday. Um, and we would do no phones. And we would, you know, if we were going to see people, we would, we would plan everything the day before um, so that we wouldn't have to be on our phones. And so we would tell our friends or our night group or whatever, hey, we're going to be at this pub for brunch at this time tomorrow. We're not going to have our phones. If you want to come show up, if you don't, don't worry about it. Um, we won't have our phones, so you can't message us about it. I mean, you can, but we won't get it. Um, and I, I really miss being able to connect with people without having to use my phone. Like, I, I feel like we kind of started going in one direction, and then we just did a 180 and walked the opposite way. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I, I miss being able to connect with people without my phone. That's really good. Um, I enjoyed those pub mornings. They've been fun. They were so great. Shout out to the Weatherspoons in our local town. And uh, just, yeah, I love, I love um, something Matt and Kate have been very um, intentional with in our circle of friends is the whole spontaneity and not having to, you know, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but you're like, you chat to a friend and you're like, oh, we should hang out. And oh yeah, that'd be great. When are you free? And you both look at your diaries and it's like, six weeks until you've both got an evening free on the same evening and just how that's just not a sustainable model for life. And so Matt and Kate have been very good at uh, instigating this kind of like, Oh, Hey, we're just going to be here and anyone can rock up. And so it's worked well for them because the last time we went to the pub, we ended up buying them breakfast. So it's worked well for them to have the all sops rock up. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just thinking, I don't know if I've had one of those invites yet, um, but I'd, I'm sure it's great to be invited. Play something. I'm too insecure. <laughs> I think I think it may have been in the. We have a WhatsApp group for our neighbors. Uh, um, so I think I usually because it's a Rickmansworth thing, like it's a Rickmansworth pub. But I guess because we do have. Right, some I'm only 15 minutes away, but whatever. Yeah, but you're not my neighbor. In Christ, I am. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> I don't borrow cups of sugar from you, but when Tom and Abby need an onion and a pepper, they come to our house. That's Tune right. in next week to the Family or Life podcast where you can listen to Alistair and Kate resolve relationship issues with each other. <laughs> Why didn't you obey me? Because you live too far away. <laughs> I tell you, we've struck gold with our neighbours. They've given us barbecue food. They've given us uh, beverages. Awesome. They've done. They've been brilliant. Um, right. So, um, yeah, I, I will pick up on the, um, the pub thing, maybe because it's an English thing, but I, I was very inspired by uh, Thomas David Allsop. Ta-da! Ta um, My favourite thing ever! Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> um, on his days off uh, thing that you started a while ago to go and go to the local Weatherspoons and have a breakfast by yourself, bring your book and just have some new time. And uh, Abby and I just moved recently and uh, very blessed to have 
a nice little Weatherspoons down the road within walking distance. And I think I managed to go there once on a day off before lockdown and had a breakfast, took my laptop, did some writing, just, you know, like me, me personal stuff. And that was really cool. And that was, uh, I miss that because it's just a little bit of me time, but it's not kicking around the house. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it just, just felt like a nice little, Six ninety nine investment in me. <laughs> you know? uh, so yeah, I, that's one of the things that I do miss. And again, it's sort of a little community thing. There's people, people from your area in that place, and it just feels um, just feel it's a nice feeling. And so yeah, I, I miss that. That's that's one of the things I miss. How about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, days off. I think would be a uh, being in a scenario where I have a seven and a five year old homeschooling um abby and i have had to shift our working uh, days and hours quite considerably so both of us would would normally work from home anyway so the actual concept of working from home isn't tricky at all but it's just fitting in not only like the homeschooling but then entertaining the kids and normally they're at school from nine until three so for example on my day off on a tuesday i will normally drop them to school and then i have between nine and three is just me time so i'll go for a walk or i'll go and sit in a coffee shop or a, a pub and read my book and and get some you know chores done but having that time where it's like you know completely unashamedly saying it's selfish time where i can i can you know invest into me um, and I haven't had that for eight weeks. So obviously feeling that, but, but then, you know, the flip side, I don't want to paint a picture that I'm, you know, struggling because it's been amazing. It's been lovely having all this extra family time. Um, and perhaps this is a segue into the next uh, question, which I'm guessing is, you know, what have we enjoyed? And, and so for me, it's like the thing that I found hard is the, the other side of the coin of the thing that I've, you know, enjoyed is, is that increased family time. And, you know, on one level, it's kind of felt like a, you know, a staycation to some degree because we've been together and it's been beautiful weather and, you know, we've done home improvement stuff and DIY. I've had a few little projects that I've been enjoying doing. I've been supporting Amazon extensively through this season. I've got four packages <laughs> arriving in an hour, kind of, you know, every day I've had like little projects that I've been doing. So I really good enjoyed to look that. look out for the little guy. Yeah, it's good to look <laughs> out. I mean, Jeff Bezos, we've all been here and Jeff Bezos does need our support just like anyone else. And so, yeah. you know... It's tough, it's tough work being, you know, the world's first trillionaire. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> from that uh, bombshell, um, what is it, like you said, Tom, with family, just being around the girls and being able to spend that kind of staycation time, like, um, I don't know, Kate, picking up from that, like, what, what have you, what have you done with like this? Um... I've been enjoying having Matt at home because with his job, um, he travels a lot. Mm. And, um, and usually when he works, so he either travels or is working from home. Usually sometimes he trains down in, in South London. Um, but, um, yeah, he's been home, which has been wonderful and, was actually such a blessing because through my first trimester of pregnancy, he was able to be home. And while my nose was super, super sensitive and I couldn't even cook for myself, he, wow. <laughs> he was home. Um, so it was, it was such a blessing, um, has been and still is. 
Um, although they're saying he might be traveling now some, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. So having him home has been so nice. Um, I, that pause looked like something really profound was going to come out of your mouth and then, and then no, the expression quickly I'm changed to, to I'm now done <laughs> I'm trying to filter myself because I just I, I hate the Rona this is, mm. I'm so done I'm so done like had a meltdown when Boris said nope stay home and I'm like no <laughs> so yeah I'm yeah. done with this not that I wasn't to begin with, but I, but I have enjoyed my time with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think something Mike Bickle said right at the beginning, uh, was massively prophetic and, um, and has kind of come back to me multiple times, uh, has been this thing where he said, I think people are going to find out that the reason they haven't been doing that thing whatever it is insert thing you've wanted to do with your life for the last few years i think people are going to find that the reason they haven't been doing that thing is not because they didn't have enough time to do it and you know from the context that he was saying it it was like i don't think people are going to find that you know the reason they haven't been connecting more with god is because they didn't have enough time um it, and it, you know it was kind of some something of a warning but um for I guess for me, like it's been real surprising how how busy and full on things have still been, um, yeah. and how, how long a working day still can be, and um, you've taken away the the commutes, and um, you're working from the comfort of your home, and and I've got some days, and you know, last two nights got to ten thirty in the evening, and I'm like, I am done, I cannot go any longer than this, you know, I'm, I I need to go to bed. Should probably a good time to go to bed anyway, but you know, um, with not having to, you know, everything adjusts in the time. Um, and I think I've, I've just, I, I've been quite challenged that, um, some of the things that I wanted to do, like I needed to edit the chapters of my book, like it's all written now. I just need to go through edit, which I'm just translating the word edit as delete large portions of what <laughs> which is exactly what I was told to do when I was writing my dissertation and nothing has seemed to have changed in sort of 16 years. Um, and I realized like I've got all this time to do it now and yet I'm still only halfway through in seven weeks. I'm still only halfway through and it's, it, I realized all of those things, those kind of, um, those insecurities and things like that kind of come up and stop you from pursuing things. And so that's, that's not necessarily been something I've enjoyed, um, but it has been something that I have um, definitely been confronted with in this time. Um, I think one thing I really have enjoyed, and, and maybe this will kind of lead into the, the sort of the next and final section um, in this short podcast, um, is I realized that I, I have such a love of being outdoors and such a love of being in nature and such a love of getting away from the suburbia streets or whatever and getting into a field or in some woodland or something. And there's a part of me that just opens up, comes alive. I don't know what you want to call it. I pray differently when I'm out walking by myself. I think differently. And um, yeah, with not driving around everywhere. Um, I think I've been in the car like four times in the last kind of the last month. Um, 
I've just been walking loads and found some fields and I've just been in them. And that has just helped clear my head. It's helped me connect with God. It's helped me just feel much more grounded. Um, and I'm, I'm really sort of hoping when we go back, whatever we go back to, whatever new normal looks like, I'm like, that's something I've got to keep going. Cause it, it's, it's really just reminded me. It's kind of, it's that, that Jeremiah scripture, remember those ancient paths and, and walking them. It's like, realizing something that was a huge part of my life as a kid I was always hanging out of a tree or exploring somewhere you know and how much life that brought me and then I've almost gone decades with only dipping my toe in and so these last few weeks I've walked for hours on end um in places and done work calls and all the rest of it but I really want that to go into the new normal when we go back so how about you guys like what what do you want to what do you want to do differently once we're back as a result of this time? I, I think for me, pace is the thing that I, I don't want to, as much as I've been very busy and in some ways have been busier than ever, the pace has been very different. And I think I have, um, how would I say this? I have been unaware. At, I ha- Historically, up until lockdown, have been unaware just how much external pace setting I've been under. So like my pace being set by other people. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think for me, just the, the, the degree to which I get to decide which pace I do things at, um, I think is something I'd like to retain because that has been massively restorative for me and for Abby and for the girls and the ability to manage my own life much more um, and kind of do everything I did before, but slot it where it works for me. I think has been huge for me. So yeah, I'm keen to retain that element as much as is possible. It's mm, good, man. How about you, Kate? I don't actually know. Um, aside from, I mean, obvious things like when I go to a friend's house, I, I don't want to take my phone. Like mm. I, I want to be able to just leave my phone at home. And I'm like, you know what? Unless we're going to play draw. I, Unless we're going to play a drawful <laughs> or something like that. But I just, I think I'm, I've just been missing connection so much um, without technology that I'm, I might just pendulum swing, you know, <laughs> when we come out of all of this and um, like, obviously I need a phone and I need to be able to connect with people, especially because my family lives in another country and whatnot. But like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe, maybe I should upgrade my phone because I'm on a really cheap contract right now because I've got a really old phone. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I, I don't, as long as my phone rings and I can use the maps to get somewhere if I need to, I'm okay. Like I don't need a new phone. Um, so yeah, I think, I think for me, just when I spend time with people, just making sure I'm off my phone. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Matt and I were trying to, to do more um, anyway. Cause you know how sometimes, I don't know if you're anyone listening, if you're married or not, but like for Matt and me, we would like sit in the same room and just be on our phones and and sometimes depending on your personality type sometimes that's that still ticks a box 
but there's no connection happening. Um, and it's, it all started because in the beginning of our marriage, I'd be sitting there, excuse me, <laughs> um, doing something on my phone and we'd be watching a movie and basically me being on my phone at the same time as we were trying to do something else said to him, I'm in a different place. Like I want to be elsewhere doing something else. And so it communicated to him that he wasn't valuable or that that time wasn't with him wasn't valuable for me. Um, and so, yeah, I just, yeah, just being off on my phone less yeah. when I'm with, well, I'm really looking forward to that. I think there's been a thing that's come up quite a lot. Um, in this times uh, from, from, from different people and just in our leadership team, as we've been talking about what God has been saying and about what we, what we feel about this season. Um, I just kind of keep hearing the word like simplify simplicity um, sort of scaling back. And that just that, that um, a kind of an attitude change of actually, can we, can we make things a little bit simpler? Do you know what? Um, it's actually okay if your phone runs out of battery and you're out. You're, yeah. You're not going to fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> like, unless you don't know how to get home. <laughs> unless you don't know how to get home. Um, but yeah, just listening to what, what, what you guys are sharing, um, you know, but we, we had, we had deer seaters, um, celebration memorial time the other day and, and you couldn't have coordinated it better if, if you tried these 40 people or so all talking about this woman of God and saying she loved Jesus and she loved her family and she loved strangers as if they were her family. Mm. Nobody talked about, you know, her work achievements. Nobody talked about, uh, I mean, you know, the, her job here was mentioned and, you know, nursing here was mentioned and all of these kind of different things. But when it came down to like the final analysis, everybody just talked about her love. Everybody talked about how she had time for people. Everybody talked about how she loved to cook and to be, to guard, be a gardener. And, and I just, I just came away from, um, from that experience, from that experience, just thinking, holy moly, like how much effort have I put in for things that, um, that don't necessarily have that, that eternal value. Um, and I believe in my job and I believe in the work that I do and, and all of those, of course I do. And I believe God is using me. Um, but just to, to have an entire life described by 30 or 40 people who weren't coordinating their messages for them all to say she loved, she had time she talked about her family and she talked about her jesus and i just that just really profoundly impacted me um and so this whole thing about simplifying getting outdoors prioritizing your kids and your husbands because they're around letting the phone battery die turning off the notifications all of those things i just feel like there's there's it's 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 a kind of a reframing what's important um and i i kind of hope and pray that that would be something that we'd all be able to step into um, mm. as, and, and as whatever normal happens. Yeah, I, I think you're so right, Ali. And, and it's, uh, that ties in with what a lot of the prophets were and are saying is this idea of reset, recalibration, um, but also re, uh, just realignment into like what's important. And, you know, there's nothing quite like death to put life into perspective, right? And it's, you know, we've, we've had seaters passing, you know, Abby's grandmother passed away uh, 
night before last. And, you know, we, I, I don't know, there, there is something very sobering about, you know, being thoughtful towards the sum of your years. And obviously we're, we're still young. I mean, we don't want to get too morose and melancholy about it, but it is, it is good to have that, that need or that ability or, or even in this instance, kind of having it put front and center where you do think actually what, what am I investing the large portion of my life to? And is it going to count for something, you know, and, and family time. I mean, that's just such an easy investment because it's investing in kids, right? I mean, that's obvious, but there's a lot of other stuff in our work and in our time. And you think, I don't know, I've, I've had this phrase bounding around my head for probably the last year. This is my, um, you know, let Bartlett be Bartlett type thing for, for any West Wing fans. But for, for me, it's this thing of, it's, it's got two forms. It's, it's in the corporate form, it's making a big difference in a small area. And what I mean by that is, you know, for any organizations, for any ministries, I think there's that temptation to diversify and then you, you, you don't have a big effect in, in a big area at all. You, you think you've got a big area because it's wide, but then when you examine it, it's an inch deep. And so what does that look like for us in our churches and in our corporations, in our businesses to have an area and to just absolutely smash it? But then for me personally, it's like, do I want to do I want to do a few things really well? Um, and if so, what are those few things? And, and some of them are non-negotiables. Like for me, I'm a husband and I'm a father and those two are lifelong commitments I've made. So they have to be top of my priority list. Um, but all of the other titles I hold as friend and pastor and entrepreneur and business owner and all these kind of things it's like I acquaintance. Actually, acquaintance yeah but, even that, relationship. but it's terrifying sorry I know this was meant to be a light thing but but for me it is very sobering and, and and actually scary how you can get to the end of a day or a week or even a month and think I've worked really hard but, but what it, what is there of eternal value that's come from this and you know even even if you're in quote unquote a dead-end job it's like okay that's earned you money but what has that money funded you to be able to do? Because if that money, if you if you if you're working a a, a a tent making job so that you can provide for your family, well, that's an internal investment. That's great because you're investing in kids, you're investing in raising many humans. But I don't know. I think this whole season has been very sobering for a lot of people because it's caused us to reevaluate a lot of things that we were perhaps just doing without being intentional. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, with being river spirit filled dwelling folk that we are, um, the question has to sort of boil down in some sort of way to like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying for me right now? What are you saying to us as people? What are you saying to me personally? Um, and I guess if there's a, if there's a scripture or, a, a portion of scripture that I feel is kind of, overshadowed me for this time um it's been reading david's journey and just reading david inquired of the lord david inquired of the lord david went and asked the lord david spoke to the lord should i go should i stay and it just seems to have been a uh, a thing that i don't know almost seems i can we've always said david's a man after god's own heart when you read through his story in samuel and kings you when you look aside from the big battles and the big victories and you look at the small little incidental moments, you actually realize, ah, I think, I think this is why he was described as a man after God's own heart, because he always seemed to be asking God what next, 
or mm. what, what is happening to me? What should I do? Um, and other big heroes of the faith had big victories and stuff, but I can't think of anyone other than Jesus who asked God, what should I do? What would you want to say to me? How, how shall I go left or right? And um, I just kind of feel like the, there's something of a reset button has been pushed. Um, and there's funny things, you know, like I think about, yeah, if everything just got lifted tomorrow and somebody just messaged and said, oh, it turns out like uh, coronavirus has now stopped and um, just everybody have one glass of water and an apple uh, tonight and you'll be fine. And that, that's, the, that's the cure. And suddenly everything... Sorry? I wish. <laughs> but like, what would be, what would you, what would you go and do? And I think of silly things. Well, I just, you know, go down to the Starbucks and grab myself a chai latte or I would go into London and walk the, you know, Leicester Square. Or I don't know. I'd come up with some fun, self-serving day off type thing. There's, there's stuff like that that goes through my mind when I think about when we go back. But the, the biggest stuff Lord, how do you want me to be when I go back? And, and not even when I go back, how do you want to be now so that when we go back, I am that person? Mm. Uh, it's not just waiting for the, the, the big tick on a, on a you know, diary date somewhere in June or some, you know, something like that. It's not a case of going back and then turning something on, but you're pressing a reset button on me right now and you're kind of holding the button down. What's going to be reset when I come back. And, and I, I just hope that what we've shared is, is helpful to, to people. I, I, I think it is, but um, Kate, do you have any, any, any thoughts you want to add just before we, we close up anything? Um... About. <laughs> Why don't you pray for us, Kate? And we will, um, we'll wrap up. I feel like I'm unusually not as talkative. <clears throat> um, uh, Auntie Rona. Auntie Rona. Yes, I will pray. <laughs> oh. Jesus, we need you. And we need you to give us perspective, your perspective. And we need you to, we just need you. Yeah, God, would you help us to make ourselves people that would inquire of the Lord at every turn? And, and even now be asking if we haven't yet or just continue to ask what, what should change in me now that the world around me is changing? Um, and just, yeah, because he's, he's always working. So, yeah, Father, I just ask right now that you would highlight to each of us our lifestyles, our decision-making, our habits, uh, the things that we enjoy, the things that feed our souls. Father, would you just help us to understand, would you open our eyes to the things that you are putting in front of us and saying, this is what I have for you right now, um, so that we can let go of the old and and live in the new um and yeah in this time of transition it it feels like we're we're in a now and not yet type situation still like yes there's a new normal um and and you know god's speaking to us about 
about things we should be doing differently now, but there's also going to be a new normal when we come out of lockdown. So yeah, God, would you just, would you give us eyes to see, ears to hear for what to change now and what to change then and how to, how to live a life that matters eternally and to live a lifestyle that matters eternally. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Uh-huh.